Guys, welcome to the I Love Seville Show. My name is Jerry Miller. It's good to be with you guys on a Wednesday. Um, I appreciate you watching and listening to this program. We enjoy doing it. We work hard, and we try to talk local and long-form content on a show that's live on every social platform and, and later archived for your enjoyment. Um, today's program is dynamic. We'll talk real estate and what I think is turning into one of the hottest areas locally, and that's Ivy Road. In the last week on this program, we've talked about Selvage Brewery um, moving its operations this coming fall to Ivy Road in the old Grit Distillery, what is now the Grit Distillery. That move is going to be across from Burwood Golf Course behind um, Kenny Ball Antiques and that new shopping area that Hunter Craig developed that saw a lot of the foods of all nations or the Ivy Square tenants move over to. So a brewery coming to Ivy Road. We talked yesterday about the Forum Hotel and the Kimpton Darden School of Business right next to Ivy. We know the foundation's bringing a hotel and conference center to Ivy Road. We know the data science school is coming to Ivy Road. I mean, you're talking about what is probably a two or three, maybe let's call it five miles just to be safe, a five-mile strip of Almora County in Charlottesville City that is just booming with new construction. We'll talk about that today. I want to talk about Seminole Trail Management. This company is the owner of the J.C. Penney building in Fashion Square Mall. And Seminole Trail Management, if you look at VPAP, and I spend a lot of time on VPAP, VPAP is a fantastic website that will help you understand um, who's donating money to who. Like, I know who's donating money to Sally Hudson. I know who's donated money to B. Lapisto Kirtley, to Ann Malik, to Lloyd Snook, to Meg Bryce, to Allison Spillman. You know who donates money to who. So I spent some time on it, especially now that the first quarter is over and we have reports coming in. And on VPAP, you've noticed that Seminole Trail Management, the LLC that owns the J.C. Penney at Fashion Square Mall, they are tremendously in- impacting and influencing local elections. Seminole Trail Management has given 10K to B. Lapisto Kirtley. Seminole Trail Management has given 10K to Ann Malik. And Seminole Trail Management has given 2500 to Lloyd Snook. That's $22,500 this company has given to front runners. Malik is expected to win. Lapisto Kirtley is expected to win. Snook is expected to win. How does the deployment, deployment of $22,500 to front runners, influence Seminole Trail Management's seat at the table and the policy and decision-making and influence they have over local um, officials. That's a question I'll talk about on today's program. I want to talk about what I've said is the most competitive race in Almoral County. And I think the most competitive race in Almoral County is going to be the at-large school board seat between Dr. Meg Bryce and Allison Spillman. I think that's going to be the most competitive race of any Albemarle County race right now. I'm talking Board of Supervisors. I'm talking school board. Jim Hingley, friend of the program, is running is running unopposed for the Commonwealth's attorney. Bryce for Spillman is going to be the most contested race in Albemarle County. It's the at-large seat. We have finance um, reports out for both. And we have Spillman getting pretty aggressive. I, I, would you? Could I use the word aggressive with what we saw? What we saw on Spillman's Instagram stories is that fair? I mean, you often put my uh, a lot of my perspective. You offer, 
you know, a reason, um, a check to my perspective often on the show, Judah Wickhauer. Would you say Spillman's campaigning on stories on IG was aggressive? Yeah, it's aggressive, but I mean, isn't that what we kind of expect from these kinds of races? School board? I mean, this is not Hudson versus Cree Deeds. This isn't even Colson, Norris, Bellamy, Brown, and we have those finance reports. This is school board. Yeah. This isn't even board of supervisors. This is school board. This is as entry of local politics as it gets. Yeah, that's fair. Spillman on her stories today um, says, Mm. the person I am running against is Justice Scalia's youngest daughter, Meg Bryce. Yes, that guy. Unfortunately, that's what she writes, Spillman. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she shares most of her father's beliefs, and she has spoken publicly in favor of anti-trans policies that could harm a lot of kids, including my sweet Henry, which you would imagine is her son. She also says, we also disagree on basically everything else, too. Anywho, it's going to take money to defeat her. She'll use her maiden name to get donations. Please consider donating to my campaign so that all kids can feel safe in school and thrive. I'd say that's pretty, pretty effing aggressive for school board. Utilizing, yeah. also uh, bringing uh, her son into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said on, into this of, microphone. A bit of fear-mongering, perhaps. I think there's, that's fear-mongering. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'll, make a, I'll, I'll, make, I'll pick who I think should be elected on the show. I'll wait till we get closer to the election to do this. But I think that's fear-mongering, um, undoubtedly. And I'm surprised it's happening at this type of level. I think one of the unfortunate aspects of social media is social media lends itself to this kind of campaigning. Yeah, I was going to say that's a very, uh, it's a very short, terse. I mean, obviously you can't you can't write a you know you can't write a dissertation on a a story on a Facebook story, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's basically it's basically the uh, the keywords the you know it, it's made to fire people up and obviously send her money. This uh, yeah. Fair point. Maybe that's the idea. Fair point. Fair point. This, this copy wouldn't make its way into a 30-second um, script for a TV or radio ad, but this copy can make its way into a story that disappears in 24 hours. Because of the disappearing nature of a story on Facebook and Instagram, you're able to get perhaps more aggressive, terse, more fear-mongering than you would in a legacy media play like radio, television, or a billboard or print ad. Regardless, I've said on this talk show, I was the first to say it, now the candidate is saying it. I said this weeks ago that Bryce and Spillman are polar opposites of each other. Literally, that was the phrasing and terminology I used weeks ago. Now the candidate is saying it. you got two completely different people running for one spot. And this race is going to come down. I said it. I've been very consistent with this message. This race will come down to LGBTQ plus um, and, and the conversation that follows the communication between teachers and parents and sexuality in school and if it's different than homes. And should teachers and parents communicate if a student's 
Um, if, a if a student chooses to identify as a different sex at a school, should a teacher tell that to the parents? That, this race is very much going to be determined by something like that. Yeah, no doubt. Collective bargaining is also going to be a subplot of this race as well. Mark it down. I'll offer some finance, um, campaign finance numbers on today's program between the Bryce and Spillman um, race as well, as well as some pers perspective into Dave Norris, Katrina Coulson, and Bellamy Brown's fight. lot to cover on the program. Evidently, Judah Wickhauer's Yiddish word of the day is becoming a frequent fixture of the show, Judah. All right. Do you have a Yiddish word, and how are you gonna how are you gonna weave it in? Are you gonna weave it in just as your commentary over the show, or is it gonna be a standalone segment of the program? I mean, if you're asking me to, weave I mean, you can do it any way you want. Yiddish word naturally somewhere in the conversation, and then expect people to catch it. I don't know. Uh, I could try. Uh, I feel like I would catch the Yiddish word if you weave it into the conversation. It probably would, but I'd still have to circle back around and explain it. What was the word you used yesterday? Uh, yesterday, it, what was the word that I used? It meant it was jerk. Schmendrick. Schmendrick meant jerk, right? Yeah. Schmendrick. We should introduce maybe a new segment on the show, the uh, Schmendrick of the day. Schmendrick of the day. Are there that many of them? I mean, in Charlottesville, sure. <laughs> it's a very uh, judgmental stance. Oh, that's care. fair. Fine. I, was, <laughs> I kid because I care. Charlottesville knows I love... Uh, uh, Schmendricks. I, I, I love a good Schmendrick. <laughs> Um, is there a, is there an area of the of Albemarle County that is booming more than than Ivy Road? This is over the course of the last twelve to eighteen months. Twelve to eighteen months, ladies and gentlemen. University of Virginia buys Ivy Square Shopping Center for twenty two million dollars. UVA buys the Moe's Barbecue Building for significant. A large percentage above assessment, way above market value. UVA is building a sidewalk up and down Ivy Road connecting the Boar's Head to grounds nice. proper. The data science school is heading to the finish line on Ivy Road. Hmm. And the location of the old Cavalier Inn Hotel. On Ivy Road, you have Selvage Brewery coming to a shopping center that 12 months ago was an afterthought. Hunter Craig lives in Bel Air, the neighborhood, hmm. took a shopping center across from the golf course, Birdwood, and resuscitated it. He was essentially an ER doctor on the operating room table. He had the panels, and he was shocking a, shock, a shopping center back to life, and he did. The news breaks that UVA buys Ivy Square Shopping Center for $22 million, and immediately some tenants from Ivy Square Shopping Center leave because they're fearful of their future at this shopping center. Kenny Ball Antiques, Comer & Company, just to name a few, head down Ivy Road from Ivy Square Shopping Center to Hunter's new shopping center across from the golf course, and now you've got a really slick, dope, sexy wealthy, affluent-looking shopping center across from the golf course. In the back of that shopping center, now it's Class A real estate. Before, it was warehouse space at best. And the back of this shopping center is a distillery for a local coffee company. It's called Grit Coffee. 
Grit Coffee's having so much success running businesses locally that one of Grit's sister businesses, Selvage, decides to move locations from the Wool Factory in Almoro County and head to Ivy Road. Now Selvage, in the fall of this year, is going to open up a brewery and an elevated sports bar in the old Grit Distillery in the back of Hunter's sexy shopping strip that did not exist a year ago. You're legitimately looking at what is some of the most impactful development. I mean, I didn't even say the, what the foundation's doing with the new hotel and conference center. Right. A new hotel and conference center that I think will complement and compete with the Forum Hotel, the Kimpton Hotel, and the Darden School that also has its own conference center. You're looking at a five, maybe I'll call it 10 miles. I don't know the exact mile. Five to 10 mile area that is absolutely on freaking fire right now. Hmm. You're looking at an area of Almaro. Parts of that, I think, are in Charlottesville City. In fact, yes, Charlottesville City, the data science school, is in that city, is on the uh, city Almaro line in the city portion. You're looking at a portion of the, the county that is completely different than what we would have ever thought five years ago. Yeah. Who would have thought that Hunter's Shopping Center would have been developed? Right. Who would have thought a local brewery would have been there? Who would have thought the Moe's Barbecue building would have sold for millions of dollars? Who would have thought the Ivy Square Shopping Center would have sold for $22 million? Who would have thought we would have two five-star hotels touching each other, basically? Who would have thought we would have had two conference centers next to each other, basically? Finally. I mean, good Lord. Right? Yeah. That is the most fire strip of Albemarle we got right now. You think of another one that's different? That's more on fire? But is a lot of that due to the fact that Ivy was so un... Yes. Unproduced. Underperforming. I mean, it was once you got past uh, once you got past the gas station, it was basically basically just grass. A lot of folks want to keep it that way. I'm no doubt, but I'm just saying it's uh, you know if you've got a place that you can build uh, and people actually start building on it, it's hardly surprising that it's doing doing better than, uh, you know, areas that have been around and really don't have much room for, for production unless you want to tear a bunch of stuff down. Yeah, but you can make the same point for Keswick. You can make the same point, look at how much land that's undeveloped and look at how much affluence is there and nothing's happening. The reality is it's got to be zoned for the development and the most important reality is, is you've got to have the political capital and the human will to do something. You got to have the folks around it that want it to happen, and yeah, and somebody want, has to has to want to do something with it, right? That's what I'm saying. I, I guess the point I'm making is all this development that's happening along Ivy Road is being driven by the university. Yeah, they, they buy they buy Ivy Square Shopping Center for twenty two million dollars, and that purchase immediately prioritizes Hunter Craig's shopping strip across from the, go- the golf course because it gives him demand. It sets demand. 
folks that were tenants at Ivy Square were like, maybe I should move because I'm not sure this is going to stay a shopping center. Yeah. So then that makes Hunter have demand for his strip. And then UVA is doing the uh, hotel and the conference center. UVA is doing the data science school. UVA is buying the Moe's. They're building the sidewalk from the boar's head to grounds. They're doing the moving and grooving. It just shows how once the ball starts getting rolling, it's like, a, it's like, a, like the analogy Keith's use, Keith uses all the time. It's like a, the freighter, the shipping freighter. Once that mm. freighter gets going in one direction, dude, it gets ridiculous momentum. Yeah. All this momentum has been happening over the last 18 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. And it's reshaped the entire quarter. And I would even say for those that live along that strip, it's driven tremendous property value. No doubt. Tremendous property value to the neighborhoods there. And find a property that's on the market for sale. You can in that area. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, did you, do you think this is worth, this is intriguing to you? That the company that owns the JCPenney is given ten grand to Ann Malik's campaign, is Ann Malik's top donor, and is given ten Malik to Lepisto Kirtley's campaign, and is Lepisto Kirtley's top donor. This can't, this company, Seminole Trail Management, also has given twenty five hundred smackaroos to Lloydie Snook, the mayor of Charlottesville. You find that curious? I mean, Lepisto Kirtley who's running for re-election in the Rivanna District and Almoro County Board of Supervisors, she's raised 11800 bucks. 11800 bucks from six donors. 10000 of that is Seminole Trail Management. Yeah. Ann Malik, she's running for what? The 97th time for re-election in the Whitehall District? How many times has Malik been re-elected? 90? No, come on, I'm joking. Um, this is what, her fifth time? Is it the fifth time she's running for re-election, Ann Malik? Is it that? I believe it's the fifth time Ann Malik is running for re-election. Malik has raised $15,905. Of that $15,905, ten grand is from Seminole Trail Management, the owner of the J.C. Penney. Remember, the J.C. Penney is the building that Almoral County is currently renting for a public safety fleet operations center, as Sean Tubbs has reported. Do we not scratch our heads and say, the owner of a public safety center that is getting big-time huge amounts of rent from Almoral County is also donating chunks of money to keep people in office that help approve the lease for the penny, the J.C. Penny, and the jurisdiction. I mean, isn't that kind of standard, standard operating procedure in uh, business and politics? We just chalk this up to business as usual? Uh, yeah, I mean... Somebody that's got the pockets and the resources to spend tens of millions of dollars on a building in Almoral County. Mm-hmm. And then has the sophistication and the networking ability, the nuance from a deal-making standpoint and a vision to go to Almoral and say, do you want to do a deal to put your operation center that you don't have in my store that used to sell overalls and cardigans and rain boots? Let's take this store that used to sell washing machines, Kenmore dryers, some basketball hoops, 
and some gas grills, and let's convert it into a repair shop for Albemarle County's fleet of automobiles. And let's do it to the tune of a 10-year lease with options to extend, rent of $558,000 a year based on $12.50 a square foot, rent that would increase by 3.5% every year. Of course dude's going to give Malik 10K. And of course they're going to give Lepisto 10K. And of course they're going to give Lloyd Snook 2500 They're getting $558,000 a year from Almar. Sounds like a sweetheart deal. Take a building that is for retail when retail is dead because it's been cannibalized by the internet. Take the building that was selling the overalls and the rain boots and convert it into essentially a mechanic shop for the local jurisdiction. Make sure the sweetheart deal stays in place by getting the folks that made the sweetheart deal a reality elected again by being the biggest donors to each of their campaigns. Local politics. Yeah. There it is. I wanted to tell you about it because I thought you should know about it. Because yeah. I would want to know about it if I was in your shoes. If you've got the money, you share the money, and you keep the money. There you go. Got the money? You want more of it? You get some people to stay in office, and you do it. Yeah. 10K to Lepisto Kirtley, 10K to Ann Malik, 2,500 to Lloyd Snook the company that owns the J.C. Penning and Fashion Square Mall that's got a 10-year lease with Almar County for an operation center that is at a $558,000 a year clip, $12.50 per square foot, with rent increasing 3.5% every year. Politics at Almar County in 2023. All right, next topic on today's program. And are you rotating the lower thirds, my friend, on screen? No. Could you do that, please? Folks are counting on that. We could do the next lower third if you want Meg Bryce outraising Allison Spillman in Almar County. I said this was going to be the most contentious race in Almar. I was on a text message chain this morning with a friend, and she um, was talking about this race, my friend. That text um, thread this morning also included my wife, and we had a nice conversation about the Spillman-Bryce race. And the, I'll give you a snapshot on fundraising first. This is all on VPAP. This is public record. I'm not breaking any news. I'm not doing anything slick here. You can literally figure this out on your own with the click of like five buttons. Literally, it'll take you 15 seconds to figure this out on VPAP. Um, Sean Tubbs has also done a nice little snapshot of this for his um, Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter. Sean Tubbs is a great resource. He was actually parked in front of the studio. Did you see him getting in front of his car, getting into his car? He's got like a hatchback, orange, reddish, brunish car. Hmm. He was parked. I just saw him five minutes ago. Um, Meg Bryce has raised, excuse me, Dr. Meg Bryce has raised $8,490 from 56 donors in the first quarter of the year. She has a balance of $17,204, Sean Tubbs reports, after she spent basically $1,300. Spillman, now I should caveat this, Spillman entered the race way later than Bryce, so Bryce has had a longer runway for fundraising. That's 100% fair. 
So I would not expect after Q1 of this year for Spillman to be near Bryce from a fundraising target. Yeah. Spillman just announced. Was it last week, early last week, Spillman announced, I believed? I mean, it's certainly within the last two weeks. But she's getting killed from a fundraising standpoint. Bryce has raised 18490 Spillman's raised 1260 And today, Spillman's getting a little more aggressive on her socials as a result of it. I'll read the story she wrote on IG that's being circulated around the community right now. And some people are completely in favor of it, and some people are like, what the hell? And I've gotten this from a handful of people now. This is from Spillman's IG. The person I'm running against is, I mean, why do we constantly have to reference her father? Because to people of a certain uh, political bent, that's a big deal. But that's not who she is. That's never mattered when you're dragging someone through the mud. So I have to introduce you to people. Hi, this is my friend (laughs) Judah Wickhauer. He's Jim Wickhauer's only son. Does Does anyone who meet... I mean, can you understand the... Can you understand the, 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 the pressures and the challenges that would come with every time you're introduced to somebody or you're meeting someone new or the large portion of the time you're being introduced to somebody or meeting someone new, you are then immediately co-branded or branded as your father's daughter? Some Scandinavians actually bake it all into their name. This isn't Scandinavia. I know. This is Almoro County and it's a school board race. Right? It's being done intentional, and we all know it's being done intentional. Yeah. It's a political strategy to try to paint a candidate based on a, a, a global or national brand, her dad, and his political beliefs and how he's ruled in the highest court. Yeah. That's what's happening. The funny- it's, 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 you know what it is? It's a um, it's Bush leak. Well, it's the, Bush League. The funny thing that the way I see it, the, it does the, not lack it, it. It lacks creativity and depth of thought. That yeah. what that maneuver lacks creativity and depth of thought. Yeah. Well, I always prefer uh, you know expounding upon your uh, your your own uh, your own arguments. What your you know your campaign platform rather than uh, rather than mudslinging with the uh with the opponents but uh the strange thing to me is that it's it almost seems unnecessary because i think at this point anybody that's unlikely to vote for uh for dr dr scalia dr uh, bryce is uh already knows her her pedigree and i don't think needs to have it repeated to them uh, from someone, you know, from her opponent. I, I agree and disagree. Maybe yes, maybe no yes, as Keith says. I think there's a, a large portion of the voting block that's undecided. Sure. But yes, I think there is a portion of the voting block that has already decided. But the, the portion that's undecided is less likely to care about her, her parentage. Uh, uh, in Almoral County, that's super liberal. I'm not so sure I agree with that. But what I'm saying is the super liberals are already going to know who she is and, and who her fair. father is. The That's undecideds fair. are not going to be the ultra-liberals who <clears throat> would come out against her anyways. I, That's fair. That's fair. 100% fair. 
I, the first point I guess we're making here is the, the, the branding mechanism of associating with father. Yeah. We're in agreement. I, I use the phrase Bush League or lacking creativity. Is that, how do you describe it? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like I said, it, it seems unnecessary to me. Let's see. Okay. Now, what is a legitimate point and what legitimately is a point in this election is the communication between teacher and parents when it comes with how a student sexually identifies. Yeah. That is a talking point for this election that's fair. Right. Though she couches it in... uh, uh, I have no problem with her referencing her son. Do you have a problem with that? No, I don't have a problem referencing her son. This is Spillman in the story. She referenced her son, Henry. I don't utilize children's names, but the candidate has utilized her minor's name. So I don't don't feel hesitant to do so because the candidate did it. I don't have a problem with that. It's it's what comes before and after that. Right, okay. So we're in agreement. We got no beef with, with the reference to her son. No. No, because if you're running for something local, like a local election, you hope it's for the reasons of doing what's right for kids, and particularly your kids, right? I would bet both candidates are running. In fact, I've spoken to Dr. Bryce about this. I have not had a chance to speak to Ms. Spillman about this, but I know she's running in part uh, for her kids and for kids in Almore County, okay? So I have no problem with the Henry reference in the story there. Both, you- the, both of the candidates are passionate, and both of them are, are passionate about their children. I mean, it's hardly surprising and uh, certainly to be commended in them. That you know they're not just uh, they're not just in it for some uh, I don't know political points or just to get their name out there. Uh, I think they're both you know they're both serious and they're both uh, they both have you know the best intentions for their kids and other people's children. hundred percent. I also am curious to see how the collective bargaining influences the election because if collective bargaining is determined before. Now, remember, this is something that's going to go, unlike the um, city council race that will be determined in the June 20th Democratic primary, this is someone that's going to go the full way to November before we know the winner of this race, Bryce or Spillman. And I've said this is going to be the, really, I think this is going to be the only competitive Almaro County race, mm. board of supervisors or school board, this one here. I think the other ones are going to be landslide Democrats. But this one, I think, legitimately could go either, either way. Yeah. We find out in November. I think collective bargaining is going to be interesting to see how it influences this election, although collective bargaining could be finalized or it could be behind us before the, um, the, the candidates take office January 1. If Spillman's campaign or her team were running this uh, strategically, unlike trying to co-brand Dr. Bryce to her dad, which I think is a juvenile move, a move that I, that I equate to elementary school students, cafeteria behavior, what she should do instead that would be strategic is try to get an on-the-record comment of some capacity from Bryce on collective bargaining. Because if collective bargaining is done and behind us and finalized before the race is over or before January 1, then it's not going impu- to impact the race unless Bryce offers a comment on it. So I'm curious to see how that plays, plays out here. What do you think, viewers and listeners? Oh, we got a lot of comments here. Um, Albert Graves, do you like Ann Malik? 
I guess not. He says, kind of like what Malik's done for Grose, tripled the population, but has done nothing to fix or upgrade the infrastructure yet. She constantly gets reelected. She gets re- she. I will say this. Malik is getting reelected because sometimes she's run unopposed. Last election, she ran um, uh, with Steve Harvey as competition. This year, she's got... Uh, this year she's got some competition, but I don't know the man's name. And it's not a great sign because I follow this close as closely as anyone in this town. And I'm very much a political junkie. What's do you, let's see if let's let's see here. Do you know Malik's competition, Judah? I do not off the top of my head right. know Ann Malik's competition. She gets constantly reelected because the uh, competition is not always there or it's not steep. All right, I'm looking now. It's Brad Reichel, R-Y-K-A-L. Brad Reichel <laughs> is running against um, Malik. And uh, Lepisto Kirtley is facing competition from TJ, is it Fadley? 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 F-A-D-E-L-E-Y? Fadley and Brad Reichel are challenging Malik and Lepisto Kirtley. Got to work on the name recognition and awareness for those campaigns, fellas. Because uh, I would not be able to rattle off either of those had I not been uh, reading Sean's website literally as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Judy Lee looks like she's a slam dunk for a second term on the Rivana. She has no competition. Ellen Osborne is a slam dunk for her second term in the Scottsville. She's got no competition. Here's another question I have for you, okay? Bryce's politics are so different than the current school board's politics. Is she going to clash with the rest of them? Could she even, could she, I, I think there's a shot, there's a, there's, a, there's a fairly decent shot that she could get elected here. It's a seven-person board. Yeah. I just rattled off Judy Lee and Ellen Osborne getting reelected. You got Peep staying on the board. There's only four spots up for grabs now. That means three are currently staying. Yeah. Three currently staying, and then Lee and Osborne running unopposed. There's five. Mm-hmm. Even if elected, are you spitting in the wind? Right. There's this time where I was, uh, just dropped my phone. Uh, there was this time where I was uh, on a road trip, my brother and I, my mom and dad. I was in second grade, he was in first grade. We lived in Naples, Florida. And from Naples, Florida to Hampton, Virginia, it was like 22 hours. My grandparents lived in Hampton. My father was raised in Hampton. So we would often go from Naples, Florida, where my brother and I, my mom and dad lived, mm-hmm. to Hampton, Virginia to go see the grandparents like everyone in America does. As we're driving in my dad's old beat-up Cadillac, it was baby blue, it was super long, long like a boat, huge back seat. my brother and I are sprawled. My brother and I are second and first grade, we're 18 months apart, we're best friends and mortal enemies, and I have serious ADHD, I can't keep my head, hands to myself, And at that time of my life, I had a strong affinity for wiping my boogers on my brother in the backseat. So we're legitimately driving my parents crazy, and my dad's doing whatever he can to get to Hampton, Virginia, and end this road trip. 
It's the nightmare road trip. <laughs> so he doesn't go to the bathroom, stop for bathrooms at normal places like McDonald's or Wendy's or wherever it may be where you can get some food and you can go to the oh, bathroom man. and continue on the road. So where we're stopping from bathrooms is like the side of the road. How does your mom feel about this? There was not much feeling about it. It is what it was. So I get out. We're stopping. He's like, we got 10 minutes, and then we're getting back on the road. We pull off to the side. Pull off to the side. My brother and I both drop our trousers. We pee. A gust of wind happens. Back in our face, all over our clothes, all over our pants, in our hands. Second and first grade. There was a life lesson learned. You know what it was? There's a learning moment there. What was the life lesson? (laughs) Don't piss in the wind. Don't piss into the wind, dude. <laughs> You're a person with, with politics that is unique to a board when there's seven people on it and you have a position that is loaned to yourself. Yeah. For four years. A serious I mean, time commitment yeah. and no compensation. Yeah, it's going to be a rough, a rough road. Did you weave the Yiddish word of the day into the mix? Mm, no, I haven't. I'm trying to figure out a way that uh, it fits naturally into the flow of the conversation. I just can't find it, though. Uh, but if you're ready for it, I've got it. Um, I, I'll get to the comments here. Kate Schartz is the queen of Ivy. Uh, she says, you know who I support, but I will say they do, Spillman and, and, and uh, Bryce have things in common. They're not opposite on everything. Hmm. Um, and she encourages people to read both Spillman and Bryce's websites. Thank you, um, Kate Schartz, for leaving that comment. Kate, yeah. I love when you watch the program, and I love Kate Schartz when you share ideas for the show. She's the queen of Ivy. And, and I will say this, as the queen of Ivy, Kate, and, and you love real estate as well, as much as I do, um, the value of your home has exponentially increased, thanks to all the stuff we outlined at the beginning of the program along Ivy. Um, Judah, show's yours. Thank you, Matt Daring. Matt Daring, Daring, I got it right. I corrected myself. King of cycling, Matt Daring, says Brad Reichel. Is it R- Is it Reichel? Is that how I say it? Brad Reichel? Do you know? Brad Reich. See, he doesn't even know who he is. I literally told you who he was. You no, have no idea who he is. I, I don't even think the man listens to the, to the show. Who is Brad Reichel, Judah? <clears throat> I know you spelled it before. Who is Brad I Reichel, Judah? still don't know. Uh, who is Brad Reichel, Judah? He's the person who's, who's campaigning against, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, which race was it? I don't know. Was it Malik? There, God, he pulled it out of his. T- yeah. There you go, Judah. No, I, so right. <laughs> I remember you spelling the name and talking about it. He's I, campaigning I, against Malik. I still don't know who the guy is, but uh... you got it right. Yeah, props. Thank you. Props. I do my best. Um, Matt says that's how I would pronounce it, but I don't know emphatically. I don't know emphatically either. I would think it's Reichel. Lives in Crozet, I believe. Well, he lives in the Whitehall district. I do, I do know that. Um, all right, Yiddish word. And then I'll get to comments. Twitter, if you're in the mix, let me know. All right, well. Uh, I would really love to see the Yiddish word of the day used in flowing context of the show. Please, sir. 
Well, for all the people that have been on pins and needles waiting for Judah's <laughs> Yiddish word of the day, you could say you're, you've got the spilkies. <laughs> do you like that? The spilkies. Spilkies. What? How do you how do you spell it? The spilkies. S H P I L K E S. How did you it's figure Yiddish that out? For pins, and it literally means like sitting on pins and needles. Dylan's rule on Twitter Spilkies. says Spillman is being way too aggressive for school board race. Um, that's that's Dylan's rule on Twitter. Schnickles? Schnikes? No. Snitchels? What's the word? Schnackles? They all sound Yiddish, but. Schmackaroos? What's the word? Slippery? Spilkies. Okay. Yiddish word of the day. It's like ants in your pants. That's how I grew up. That's like me right now. That's like watching my oldest son. My wife is watching. I don't know if she's watching the show right now. My oldest son, ants in his pants. Boy cannot sit still. I look at my son and I'm like looking at myself. Like legitimately. It's terrifying. It's exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. Literally watching yourself run around your house. And you know what? My mom used to say that to me growing up. I told you I was a terrible kid. Constantly in trouble. Constantly disobeying, constantly in detention, constantly doing things I should never have done. Always challenging authority, always pushing the limits, never wanting to work within the parameters of society. I did some of that. Okay. My mom would say growing up, you will get what you are. You will get what you are. And and she regrets saying this now because I think maybe she realizes what happened. But in the heat of the moment when she lost her temper, she would always say that to me. You know what? She cursed you. Is that like, what's the, uh, what's the doll where if you stick pins in it, it affects people? It's a voodoo doll. <coughs> what is it? Voodoo doll. Yeah, it's like, I got, it's like a voodoo doll. Is that the next thing we're going to see in the Admore County general election? Mm-hmm. The come, at-large seat, come, school board race, voodoo dolls? Come put a pin in uh, my opponent's doll. Voodoo dolls. For every $5 you get, you get a pin for the voodoo doll. That's, uh, that's scary stuff. Uh, all right, that's the uh, Wednesday edition of the show. Bob Yarborough, the king of Redfields, they are different indeed. I, think, I also think a subplot will be that one chooses to send her children to public school and the other chooses to send her children to po- uh, private school. Yeah, that's 100% a subplot of it too. That's going to come up. I, I, mm-hmm. I continue. I do not have an issue with a candidate sending their children to private school, yet running for office that would rep- represent public schools. I have no problem with that. Do you? I got mm-hmm. zero problem with that. It, uh, it, I, and me, candidates can make a decision if they have a problem with it. I don't. Yeah. To me, it's an indicator that she wants the best for her children. That's what I'm saying. And if you're willing to do this and your kid doesn't even go to the school, then you're going way above and beyond. No doubt. But even, even more, I mean, I, the way I see it, that not every public school is meant for every student. And not every student is meant for, every, for, uh, for private schools. 
Some of them do better in one and some do better than the other. And some probably do better getting homeschooled. Right, it's of course. like saying that all Just kids... like I like, I like Brooks Brothers and Vineyard Vines, and you like... What brands do you like? It's not what I like. It's what I can afford and what I get a lot of for Christmas. Just because... And just like you like Christmas gifts. There yeah, we go. Exactly. Exactly right. Very well said. Judah B. Wickhauer, thank you. And you got the Ann Wickhauer original, the racing stripe sweater that, that I've if offered could, to buy multiple times. If I could buy those, I'd, I'd buy them. All right, that's the show. That's the uh, Wednesday edition of the I Love Seville show. All right, I'll read this comment. Um, I'm on Spilkies. This, <laughs> that was good. That was clever. That's what I was looking for. Maybe we do the Yiddish word of the day earlier in the show and then see if you can weave it into context of the show. That way we know that the word is coming. Yeah. Because if you had just whipped that out without us doing the segment, I would have been like, what? What? What are you talking about? Everybody else would have been too. Did I hear that right? You were like, can you repeat this 10 second rewind? We start getting messages. Uh, I think like we're constantly wrong. doing? I think there's something wrong with the audio. Right. Um, all right. This is from Megan. Are you ready for this one? I'm on Spilkies. This Jerry and Judah, without question, her ties to her father's politics and where her children go to school should influence this race. We should all know these characteristics of every candidate that's running for local office. They certainly influence how they will go about their business while in office if they are elected. Thank you for your show. We try to watch at the office almost every day. Hmm. I read a comment that, you know, went against what we had to say just to show that we do do that. I respectfully disagree. But she's entitled to her opinion. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? And we thank you for watching the show at the office. Let us know the office. Or if, you don't, if you'd rather not, that's fine, too. Anything you want I, to add to that? I understand that uh, her father certainly influenced her, but I'm not... I don't know. I'm not sure how uh, um, ultimately it matters. But, um, yes, we're all entitled to our opinions. I do not see your comment there. Uh, Actually, I do see your comment, Carol. Uh, Carol Thorpe says, What raises my eyebrows is not that the JCPenney-related company is offering Malik B. Lepisto currently and Snook those large donations. It is that those politicians are accepting those donations. That's the nuance in the story. Make those office holders explain themselves and hold them accountable. We should know That's that. That's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah. You know who we would have beef with? If Dominion Electric was financing political candidates' campaigns, we would say to those political candidates, why in the hell are you taking money from a monopoly that is screwing, in large part, a lot of Virginians? And I'm not equating Dominion Electric to Seminole Trail Management by any means, but what I am equating is transparency and asking questions. Why is a company that owns a building that used to sell overalls and now has a nearly $600,000 yearly lease on a 3.5% escalator, a 10-year lease? I mean, you're talking about nearly $6 million here. Actually, with the 3.5% escalator, it's probably over $6 million. You're talking about a company that has an over $6 million financial arrangement with the county. Giving money to 
politicians in the county. Giving money to politicians in the county that approved the lease in the county. Yeah. At least someone asked a damn question. If I was still a reporter, this is not reporting. What we're doing is not reporting. A lot of people say thank you for doing the news and reporting. We are offering our opinion and commentary on the news, but we're not reporting the news. My previous job, what I used to do, was reporting the news, where we would call, pick up the phone, or go and talk to people in in person with my notepad and my recorder, and I would ask people questions like I'm asking right now and insist on answers, and then I would be given like 16, 20 inches, eventually turn into word count, to write the who, what, when, where, why of what I found. Okay, that's what I used to do. I don't do that anymore. I react to it and offer commentary on it. But someone should be asking those questions. All right, that's the show. We'll do better next time. Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller. It's the I Love Seville show on a uh, Wednesday. So long, everybody.